0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, listeners. This episode is sponsored by Luke's English Podcast Premium. There are currently over 100 premium episodes in the archive, and if you'd like to access them all... Just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info to get all the info and to sign up. You can get the episodes in the Luke's English podcast app and online uh, at the website. Okay, um, all of the episodes plus the recent ones, like the ones covering language from my conversation with Lucy recently, and also some error correction from the WISPOLEP competition, which turns into language practice stuff with pronunciation drills and everything. Uh, Teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info to get started okay? But this is the Christmas episode, so Merry Christmas, and let's get started. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. How are you today? I hope you're feeling fine. Are you feeling festive? Is it even possible to feel festive this year? I don't know. Hopefully, you're finding a way to keep your spirits up as we speed towards Christmas. Um, I'm recording this on Friday, the 18th of December. And as you can hear, I'm attempting to get the conditions just right. I'm wearing a warm sweater. I don't know if you can hear that. Can you hear the fact I'm wearing a warm sweater? I don't know how you would know it was warm just by sound. But anyway, uh, I am wearing a warm sweater and uh, a nice pair of thick socks. And I've got a log fire going on here in the background. I haven't really. Um, It's just a video loop of a log fire on YouTube. Um, I haven't got a real fire going. I couldn't do that. It's far too warm for that. I've I've got the windows open. so. But anyway, let's just imagine I'm in front of a lovely, cosy, warm log fire. And then it's all snowy and freezing outside. And I've just taken some time out from wrapping some presents and drinking brandy to record this episode for you. So I'm in Paris at the moment. Um, I'm not making the usual trip with my wife and daughter back to England to see my parents and brother this year because of obvious reasons. Um, It's a Parisian Christmas. No, I don't know what happened to my voice then. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to be fine. So it's a Parisian Christmas this year, which is also very nice. Christmas in Paris. You can just imagine, you know, it's its like that at Christmas, isn't it? It's, you know, just not everyone's normal throughout the year. And then Christmas arrives and everyone's singing about Christmas all the time. Right? Just people crooning, obsessed with Christmas. Christmas in Paris is a wonderful thing. You know. Um, so anyway, here we are. 2020 is nearly at an end. It's been a weird year, hasn't it? Uh, in this Christmas episode, I'm going to go through 11 Christmas-themed jokes that might put a smile on your face. These jokes make fun of the year that we've just had to deal with, 2020. They're all sort of like, um, quite, um, topical jokes. A few topical jokes and puns, uh, for everyone out there. Just to, uh, poke fun at 2020. Don't forget to smash that like button. Okay, guys. So I'm going to I'm going to tell you 11 jokes, then explain them, of course, one by one. And then I'll have a bit of a ramble about podcast statistics for this year, upcoming episodes and my best wishes for Christmas. So let's move on to the 11 Christmas cracker jokes for 2020. And you might be thinking, wait, wait a minute, Luke, what is a Christmas cracker? And what is a Christmas cracker joke? Well, I probably explain this every Christmas time, it feels like, but let me cover it again briefly. So the Christmas cracker joke is a hallmark of a normal Christmas at home with the family. Everyone's gathered around the table for a feast of roast turkey with all the trimmings. And of course, there are Christmas crackers decorating the table, one placed in front of each chair on the table, not just on the floor. That would be weird. Um, so a cracker is like a tube, sort of like a cardboard tube that's decorated with Christmas, Christmasy decoration stuff. So it's like a cardboard tube which is pinched at both ends. And so there's a bit in the middle which contains some stuff inside. So there's a paper party hat that everyone has to put on, a toy or puzzle or tool. Like a toy could be like a little, I don't know, what would it be? A magnifying glass or a little puzzle where you have to separate two metal coils or a little screwdriver set. So a thing like that and a joke as well. And the jokes are usually pretty awful things like this. It might be like, what does Santa have for breakfast? And the answer is snowflakes, you know, that kind of thing. Not cornflakes, snowflakes, because it's Father Christmas. You know, normally it's awful stuff like that. I did an episode last year, in fact, about Christmas cracker jokes. That's episode 631. So you can go back and listen to that if you want more of this kind of thing. But this year I've trawled the internet for some alternative jokes that have some... Topical elements focusing on things like the British government and uh, the coronavirus and things like that. We're just going to take a, a sideways glance at the events of 2020. Um, so these jokes are all being shared all over the internet on a lot of newspaper w- website. What, 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 what happened? What's going on with my voice? I don't know. Um, maybe it's because it's the first time I've been speaking today. I've, I've spent most of the day doing other things. And so this is the first time I've spoken. I feel like, do you ever feel like this that in the morning, especially early in the morning, and you haven't had enough coffee, that you need to have like, you know, maybe one or two conversations before you actually are able to warm up. And the first conversation you have in the day is often that's, so, wh- 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 who, what am I, what am I do? Who do I, who do I, what do I do? What year is it? Uh, just you know, as your personality is downloading again. So, because this is the first time I've actually talked today properly so maybe my brain is still downloading. Anyway, where was I? So I've trawled the internet for some alternative jokes. They're all being shared on the, the, the internet. I've noticed the same jokes going around everywhere. Uh, they're trending at the moment, especially the one about Dominic Cummings. Do you remember Dominic Cummings? If you've listened to all my episodes this year, then you might remember me talking about Dominic Cummings with my dad in an episode of the Rick Thompson Report. I'll be giving a full review of the uh, the year in podcasting later in the episode. Um. So it would be good if Christmas crackers contained more topical jokes like these each year, instead of things like, how does Santa keep track of all the fireplaces he's visited? How does Santa keep track of all the fireplaces he's visited? He uses a logbook. He keeps a logbook. A logbook, that's where you'd like note down records of things. But a log, you know, like um, bits of wood you put on a fire, you see? so hopefully better than that. So I'll read through the jokes, and then I'll explain them one by one. Let's see how many of these you can get. It might also be a way to review some of the themes which have dominated our lives this year, certainly in the UK. Uh, I don't know why I keep going into that silly voice. It just feel, it's just it got a, a, a flavour of that um, that kind of, you know, when I start to do that stupid sort of voice, I don't know, It kind of like cheap, cheesy media content. You know, uh, you know, like it would be. These are our top 10 picks for the greatest X-Men. You know, that kind of thing. uh, 11 Christmas cracker jokes for 2020. Don't forget to smash that like button, guys. I'm going to stop doing that now. Okay, so that's it. I'm I'm not doing that anymore in this episode. So I'm going to go through the jokes, have a bit of a ramble, do a review of the year and Merry Christmas again. By the way, this is the official Christmas episode, Happy Christmas, everyone. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, then I will simply say season's greetings to one and all. Also, Happy New Year and good riddance to 2020. Um, there will also be one other episode of the podcast arriving after this one. And that's an episode with Paul and a hint of Amber as well. I'll I'll release that uh, during the holidays. Then I might take a bit of a break during the holiday, but I'll be working on some premium stuff to be uploaded when possible. And I'll probably be doing a few little interviews, maybe a conversation or two with James, dad, and my mum. Those will probably be published in the new year, but we will see. In any case, let's now go through this list of dodgy jokes, for Christmas 2020, and then I'll ramble on to you a bit more. So let's see how many of these you get. They're either word jokes or cultural references to things that have happened this year. Also, there are bound, they're bound to be words and phrases to learn here, and I'll go through all that properly during the episode. So here we go then. I'm just going to read through the jokes. So joke number one, what is Dominic Cummings' favourite Christmas song? What is Dominic Cummings' favourite Christmas song? Driving Home for Christmas driving home for Christmas. You know that song? I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute. Number two, why are Santa's reindeer allowed to travel on Christmas Eve? And it's because they have herd immunity. I didn't write these, okay, so don't blame me. Uh, number three, Okay, this is a bit of a stretch. Why couldn't Mary and Joseph join their work conference call? Why couldn't Mary and Joseph join their work conference call? Well, it's because there was no Zoom at the inn. Yeah. Number four. I didn't promise that they would be brilliant. They're just better than, you know, like, you know, snowflakes or something slightly. Um, let me drink some coffee. mm lovely Christmas coffee. Number four, why can't Boris Johnson make his Christmas cake until the last minute? Why can't Boris Johnson make his Christmas cake and until the last minute? It's because he doesn't know how many tears it should have. Very topical joke there about uh, British news at the moment. Number five, how is the pandemic, like my stomach, after Christmas. How is the pandemic like my stomach after Christmas? Well, it'll take ages to flatten the curve. Number six, how can you get out of talking to your boss at this year's Christmas party? How can you get out of talking to your boss, like avoid talking to him at this year's Christmas party? Well, simple, just put him on mute. Number seven, how is Christmas exactly like your job? How is Christmas exactly like your job? Well, you do all the work, and then some fat guy in a suit gets all the credit. Number eight. Why is Parliament like ancient Bethlehem? Why is Parliament like ancient Bethlehem? It's because it takes a miracle to find three wise men there. (laughs) Um, Number nine. Christmas dinner is a lot like Brexit. Half the family were told that they needed to make room for turkey so they opted to leave Brussels. That's quite a good one. I like that. Christmas dinner is a lot like Brexit. Half the family were told they needed to make room for Turkey, so they opted to leave Brussels. Number 10. Why doesn't Jeremy Corbyn ever visit Santa? Why doesn't Jeremy Corbyn ever visit Santa in Lapland? It's because he struggles in the polls. (laughs) <laughs> i think that's also very good number 11 is not really topical but it's got kind of a christmas theme why was why was the snowman looking through the carrots why was the snowman looking through the carrots why was he like you know looking through all the carrots he was picking his nose okay there you go. Pretty, you know, pretty awful stuff. Not not scraping the very bottom of the barrel, let me tell you. There are plenty of worse jokes than those. But let's go through them again. So what is Dominic Cummings' favourite Christmas song? The answer is Driving Home for Christmas. Now, you need to know about Dominic Cummings and what he did this year. Um, just as the government had announced uh, severe lockdown measures in the, the whole country, Dominic Cummings, who had tested positive for coronavirus, decided to take a long drive all the way up to his parents' house. And then while staying there, uh, take a 30-minute um, excursion to a local tourist spot as well. And he he, ex- he explained that uh, he did that drive just to check that his eyesight was okay, which is pretty weird. You know, I, you know, just to check that my gun was working, I decided to shoot myself in the head with it just to see. So um, anyway, driving home for Christmas, is he driving home? That's Dominic Cummings. Mm. Do you know the song "Driving Home for Christmas"? It's that one that always turns up at Christmas time. Um, it's uh, Chris Rea driving home, driving home for Christmas. I can't wait to see those faces. Doom do do. I'm driving home for Christmas, and then it's like um, basically this is the song you hear probably in November at some point. As I've said before. I love talking about Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rea. I don't know why it's my favourite, not my favourite Christmas song, but it's it's always a sort of funny, just like, it's November and he's already started driving home. How long does it take him to drive home for Christmas? I'm still driving home for Christmas. And it's like Boxing Day. You haven't arrived yet? So anyway, that's Dominic Cummings' favourite Christmas song. Number two: Why are Santa's reindeer allowed to travel on Christmas Eve? Why are Santa's reindeer allow? <laughs> this is a this is a complicated setup. Um, why are Santa's reindeer allowed to travel on Christmas Eve? It's because they have herd immunity. Yeah, so a herd is also a group of animals, isn't it? Uh, okay, uh, uh, a a herd of reindeer, for example. And we know the expression to have herd immunity. This is when, let's say, the, the population of a country has developed immunity to the COVID, um, COVID-19. COVID um, uh, And so that's, you know, how the, how the community gets pr- protected, because everyone eventually gets immune to it. That's what we call herd immunity. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Was this a good idea? Number three. Merry Christmas, everyone. Number three. Another very um, contrived setup. Why couldn't Mary and Joseph join their work conference call? And it's because there was no Zoom at the inn. So the, the, the common phrase that maybe you don't know, although it might be translated in your language, in the story of Jesus and Christmas is that, you know, uh, Mary and Joseph were calling door to door on all the local like, hotels and guest houses and they couldn't get a room. Of course they couldn't. It was Christmas. Busiest time of the year, isn't it? Haha. Ha. So anyway, they were calling, trying to find a room. Uh, Mary was pregnant and they couldn't find a room. There was no room at the inn. There was no room at the inn. But also they couldn't do a conference call because there was no Zoom at the inn. Room, Zoom, Zoom, room. Number four... Why can't Boris Johnson make his Christmas cake until the last minute? Because he doesn't know how many tiers it should have. So this relates to sort of, um, COVID restriction measures, which are, have been rolled out nationwide in the United Kingdom relating to how to control the coronavirus. And it's been sort of done on a local basis. There have been three tiers. Tier one, tier two, and tier three—three three levels, three sections—and tier three is the most severe, and that's when it's like pretty much lockdown. Tier one is a bit more sort of e- easy, let's say. Um, so uh, that's it—the different. And it's it's been a bit confusing. Like the British government haven't been that consistent on it, and people have c- accused Boris Johnson of sort of being a bit of a, a, a sort of muddling and and not doing his job very well. So. Um, why can't he make his Christmas cake until the last minute? He doesn't know how many tears it should have. T I E R S tears like that, not tears that you cry. Uh, that would be a dark joke, wouldn't it? How many tears should his chocolate cake, his Christmas cake? He's using like the tears of of um, of like hospital workers in making his Christmas cake. It's sort of a bizarre version of the story. He doesn't know how many tears he needs to put in it. Ooh, tragic. Number five. How is the pandemic like my stomach after Christmas? I like this joke a lot. How is the pandemic like my stomach after Christmas? So it'll take ages to flatten the curve. So to flatten the curve of my stomach, obviously I'll be full and fat after eating all that food at Christmas. It'll take ages to flatten my my stomach. Um, But also to flatten the curve is one of these phrases that we've heard a lot. It just means uh, the curve of infection, you know, the infection rate. If we can somehow flatten this... This this curve this um this rate we can get it under control then that would be good wouldn't it that would be nice to flatten the curve, um okay right so there you go my stomach and the pandemic I will take ages to flatten the curve oh okay how are you doing you you nice and cozy and warm with the fire so I turn the fire up a bit oh no not too much oh my god it's it's raging out of control oh god oh my god the flat's gonna burn down i'm joking of course it's it's on youtube don't worry <laughs> i'll just throw a christmas tree on it and see what happens oh my goodness don't worry everyone it's on youtube it's not real so are you ready um number six uh, how can you get out of talking to your boss at this year's christmas party just put him on mute because normally you have to talk to your boss in the real party, don't you? Oh, God, I'm going to have to talk to my boss now. Oh, And then, but if you're on Zoom, you just put your boss on mute. Although that would assume that you're hosting the party. But anyway, you get the idea. Number seven, how is Christmas exactly like your job? This is a good one. Because you do all the work and then some fat guy in a suit gets all the credit. Which is what's it? It's kind of what it's like having a job, isn't it, really? You do all the work. A fat guy in a suit gets all the credit and money. Um... Santa, in this case, he, we don't give him money. We we tend to feed him with alcohol and snacks, don't we? Mince pie here, a glass of brandy there. I'm surprised that Father Christmas manages to to make it through the night. The amount of booze he must drink only in Scotland. Like, imagine, right? I'll start in, I'll start in Lapland, work my way through Sweden, Norway, and then over to um, Scotland. And he gets through most of Scotland and he's like, you know what, I can't carry on, I'm pissed, <laughs> absolutely wasted. Um, I don't know how he does it. He must have an amazing constitution. He's probably got a really high resistance to, to it. Maybe for the rest of the year, Father Christmas is just a drunk. Maybe he's just drinking whiskey and brandy and just like, I've got to keep up my resistance if I'm going to make it through Christmas. I don't know. Or maybe he's like, he's a kind of a god. Is he a bit like uh, Gandalf in Lord of the Rings? Isn't he Father Christmas? You know, Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, he's kind of seems to have special powers. You realize when you read all the other books that he's kind of a god sent. He's like a demigod. Isn't Father Christmas some kind of demigod? Maybe he can just drink as much whiskey and brandy as he likes. And it doesn't affect him because he's got magic force abilities. I don't know. How does he get through your, your, um, your chimney anyway? Hmm. I think there may be something. There's more to Santa than meets the eye. That's what I'm saying. he doesn't exist, Luke. What? Who said that? Santa doesn't exist. Shut up. (laughs) Let's move on to the next joke. Why is Parliament like ancient Bethlehem? Because it takes a miracle to find three wise men there taking a sideways swipe at the, uh, at the government there, <laughs> uh, takes a miracle to find three wise men in the government. Okay. Um, you understand because in Bethlehem at Christmas, there was a miracle. Jesus was born. Three wise men traveled. They followed a star to, in order to, to be there. Um, and, uh, that was a, kind of a miracle. It took a miracle to find three wise men there. A bit like in our government at the moment, bit of politics there. Number nine, Christmas dinner is a lot like Brexit. Half the family were told they needed to make room for Turkey, so they opted to leave Brussels. So, food-based jokes, which also have sort of a so, uh, sort of a political bent to them as well. So, um, they were told they needed to make room for Turkey. So, let's say half the population of the UK voted for Brexit, and one of the reasons may have been that they were led to believe by UKIP and the Leave, uh, you know, is it Leave.eu? Um, these people told the voters all sorts of things, including scare stories uh, written on on flyers that were posted through people's doors about the imminent entry of Turkey into the EU. So half the family were told they needed to make room for Turkey. So voters were told that, the, that Turkey were looking to get into the EU. And also, they may have been told at the dinner table, there's plenty of turkey, okay? There's lots of turkey. You'll need to make room for turkey on your plate or in your stomach. And so because of this, they opted to leave Brussels. To opt to do something means to choose to do it, take it as an option. To leave Brussels would obviously mean leave the EU, which is, you know, based in Brussels. Um, but also Brussels sprouts. These are vegetables that we typically eat with our Christmas turkey, little round green things. They look like little cabbages and they make you fart. Okay. So that's Brussels sprouts. Some people, uh, half the people were told they needed, needed to make room for Turkey. So they opted to leave Brussels. No, I won't have Brussels sprouts, please, because I'm saving room for Turkey or oh, Turkey. Oh, turkey want to get in the EU. Well, let's leave the EU. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> not really and when you when i explain it oh dear as a, as we know what's the f- saying what how does the saying go ladies and gents uh making jokes is like barbecuing a turtle uh everyone has a bite to eat but the turtle dies in the process mm, is that no that's not the phrase telling a, explaining a joke is like um it's like i don't know painting a fish you get a painted fish at the end, but the fish dies in the process. That's not it either, is it? Explaining a joke is like harpooning a walrus. All right, you everyone like uh, eats some walrus, but the walrus—I don't know. It's that's it. Explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. Everyone learns something from it, but the frog dies in the process. That's it. Question question ten. No joke number ten, which does have a question. Why doesn't Jeremy Corbyn? ever visit Santa? Why doesn't Jeremy Corbyn ever visit Santa? It's because he struggles in the polls. Um, I like that joke. That's certified, I would say. He struggles in the polls. So Santa lives in Lapland, which I guess is in the North Pole. So there's that kind of poll. But then also we have um, opinion polls, P-O-L-L. Okay, that's an opinion poll. And so when people are asked, you know, for example, who they think is doing a good job or who they're going to vote for, uh, those records are recorded, obviously, because they're records. That's, you know, that's why they're called records. They get recorded. Uh, And then they turn them into um, like data, graphs and things. And those polls. So and often Jeremy Corbyn would struggle in the polls. You know, he didn't have the full support of his party. People didn't like him that much. He struggled in the polls. But also, maybe when he goes to the North Pole, he struggles as well. Like, oh, there's, not, there's not enough room here for uh, oxygen. And uh, that's why a comprehensive programme of um, nationalisation of oxygen is necessary. That's my uh, Jeremy Corbyn impression. First time I've ever done one. But anyway, he struggles in the polls. Yeah. Number 11. Why was the snowman looking through the carrots? looking through the carrots, looking through. He was picking his nose. Um, No, no political things. It's just funny because imagine a snowman picking his nose. So if you pick your nose, it's a dirty habit. Put your finger up your nose and get bogeys out. But also to pick your nose could mean to choose your nose, couldn't it? Pick your nose. Yeah. Well, that was worth it, wasn't it, listeners? 11 incredible bad jokes at Christmas time. Dad jokes, bad jokes. It's jokes at Christmas time. Dad jokes, bad jokes. Um, I'm going to put dad jokes, bad jokes on on Spotify to put it in all those uh, Christmas playlists. So you'll have, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And then dad jokes, bad jokes, jokes at Christmas time. I think it will be a hit. Okay, now let me have a bit of a ramble not too long, just a little bit of a ramble here about the year in podcasting. And I'm going to go through some um, some bits and pieces, um, some data, 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 data. Um, so the top 10 episodes this year. So I released about 100 episodes this year including all the premium content and other bits and pieces I've created and uploaded this year. About ten, uh, about 100 things. That's got to be the most productive year ever for Luke's English podcast. I guess since COVID-19 came along, I've spent a lot of time indoors this year, not much travelling, and as a result, I was very productive. And you were also very attentive, listening more this year than in previous years, probably because of the coronavirus, staying indoors and listening to podcasts, I expect. In 2020, the podcast got... Uh, are you ready for this? Do you want to know the number of downloads I got this year? And this is um, the uh, at the time of counting. This is the 18th of December, 2020. So far this year, the podcast has received over 13 million downloads. That's 13.663983 uh, downloads. 13,663,983 downloads. Uh, wow, which is completely awesome. And I think it's the biggest year so far for the podcast. I'm just want, I just want to just to, to, and um, what's that is my mouth trying to speak another language there. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to Luke's English podcast. I sincerely hope that you've enjoyed all of the episodes. It's been an absolute pleasure making them for you. And I sincerely mean that it's one of the greatest things. It's just one of the greatest things. I can't do that impression anymore. Can I? We don't know what he's doing. It's just one of the greatest things. When Donald Trump uh, finally gets dragged out of the White House, that'll be it. Uh, fine, I'm okay with that. I lose the impression, but I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Um, anyway, so what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, it's 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 amazing that you listen. Thank you so much for listening to my episodes, and it's a great pleasure for me to make them. It really is. When I get when I get up here, you know, behind the microphone and just start waffling absolute nonsense to you. It is a wonderful feeling. And um, it's very heartwarming to know that people out there enjoy listening to me talking about stuff. Uh, which stuff specifically? Well, here are the top 10 episodes from 2020. Are you ready, listeners, to hear the top 10? Top <laughs> Come on, woke up, face. So, Uh, In 10th position um, is how to learn English, which was an episode all about how to learn English. And I decided I'd try and put down as much advice as I could, uh, as I could give about learning English, focusing on the four skills of reading, writing, listening and speaking. Um, And that was a very popular episode. And hopefully you, you all got a lot out of that. Um, I'd love to know what you think. Did you did you learn any methods from episode six six nine? Have you applied them to your English? Let's move on to uh, episode nine of the year. Was conspiracies, UFOs, life hacks with James? That was a rambling episode with my brother during lockdown, and we talked about all sorts of silly things, including didn't we talk about the printer wars of like twenty thirty or something, a future in which um, countries do battle over 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 low, uh, the the very small supply of ink that will be left in the world. Printer ink is the most expensive, I think it's pound for pound, the most expensive substance in the world, even more expensive than saffron, I think. So we predicted a future in which um, there's a huge war over printing ink. Um, anyway, that's one of the many things that we rambled about in that episode. Um, then in eighth position was Uh, ielts speaking success with keith o'hare a solid episode for all people interested in ielts and improving their speaking score listen to episode 640 a solid round number and that was ielts speaking success with keith o'hare full of decent advice um i was on uh keith's um youtube channel as well he gave me an ielts test it was lots of fun he asked me a question which was like do you ever just look at the sky "Mm, interesting question keith um, and it was it was fun to do that. In uh, 10, 9, 8, seventh position was five quintessentially English things that you might not know about with James. The second appearance of James in the top 10 here. Um, whenever I record with James, we always kind of think to ourselves, that was so obscure and weird, and we talked about things that people probably don't know about. Uh, what are people going to think of that? And then people seem to really like them. Um, James should be back on the podcast fairly soon, I hope, although I won't be seeing him this year. It'll have to be done on on Zoom. Um, so quintessentially English things we talked about, you know, exactly that. We talked about some TV shows, uh, Viz magazine and some other bits and pieces. More rambling chat. Number 663 was the lockdown lying game with Amber and Paul. Um, that was ten, nine, eight, seven, sixth position. Just more classic lion game fun with the Pod pals. Um, how many lion games have we done on the podcast now? Loads of them, all of them, maybe I think. Um then in fifth position was coping with isolation, describing feelings and emotions, vocabulary and experiences. Uh, Yeah, a sort of, I guess, an important episode uh, for this year, because that reflects the kind of year that we all had uh, on lockdown, isolated, trying to describe all of those things. I mean, that is the number one thing we've been talking about this year, isn't it? And even whenever you get in touch with anyone, the first time you speak to them, you have to say, I hope you're doing all right at this difficult time. I hope that you and your family are doing well. Um, And what's the language that we use to talk about the whole situation and experience of um, being in sort of um, self-imposed isolation because of coronavirus? Uh, I think that was the fifth most popular episode of the year. The fourth most popular episode was called Key Features of English Accents Explained. And that's a fairly recent episode in which I went through uh, all of the various features of English accents that make them different to received pronunciation. So we look at, you know, typical things like, uh, what is it, the Bath-Trap Split. Uh, You know, I say Bath, but in in the North it's Bath and other things like, um, what else, glottal stops, a bottle of water, you know, and uh, TH sounds, and various other things that kind of mark out uh, received pronunciation from other regional accents. That was 682. Um, the third most popular of, uh, episode of the year was called An Englishman in Los Angeles with Ollie. And I spoke to my cousin about moving to Los Angeles. And we talked about differences between British and American English that he's experienced himself in the workplace. Um, that was very interesting. The second most popular episode of the year also, I think, reflects this kind of year that we've had. And that was episode 660, using TV series, and films to improve your English. And that one, of course, was full of advice on just that, how you can use TV shows, films, stuff that you can watch at home, maybe on Netflix, to improve your English. And it was a summary of advice. And that was the second most popular one. But the most popular episode of the year, um, this year, was my conversation with David Crystal in the middle of the year. I think it was in July and we talked about his book, which is called let 's talk How English Conversation Works and various other things and as usual it's it's just a pleasure and a joy to welcome David Crystal onto the podcast I think actually the the episode yeah it got boosted by the the fact that it 's a YouTube video as well uh, there's a video version, so it probably got even more results than i than I, than I thought um, so yes, always a pleasure and very interesting to speak to David Crystal. And I'm always very lucky whenever he um, sort of comes on the podcast, it's always a great opportunity. So there you go. That was the top 10 episodes from 2020. Let me do the top 10, top um, countries for 2020. So I'm going to give you the top 10, but that's the usual list. So I thought we'd delve into the top 20 here and see which, which other countries are sort of there, not so prominently, but ones that I don't necessarily mention that often. So in 20th position, we have Australia. G'day, guys. How you going? So in Australia, there in, um, in 20th position. I guess there are lots of people out there trying to work on their English, maybe foreign students and stuff. In 19th position is Hong Kong. Then in 18th position, Saudi Arabia. 17th position is France. Bonjour, ça va? Thank you for hosting me in your country. The cheese is fantastic. And the bread, well done. It's delicious. In 16th position is Brazil. Then in 15th position, Vietnam. And 14th is Thailand. 13 is Turkey. 12 is Italy. And 11 is Ukraine. There you go. Then the top 10, and it's the usual suspects. We've got Korea, Germany, in eighth position, in ninth position, Spain. In eighth position, United States. In the United Kingdom, in seventh and sixth. Again, that must be foreign students, or maybe maybe the government. You know, trying to learn uh, how to speak English. In the fifth place is Poland. Then fourth is Taiwan. Third place, Japan. Second place is Russia, which can only mean that the top spot is held once again by China. So there you go. Hello to everyone around the world, including those in countries not mentioned in that list. And thank you again for listening to my podcast. How about the top podcasting platforms? How are you listening? The vast majority of you seem to be using uh, the Apple Podcasts app on your iPhone. Quite a lot of people using Spotify. Hello to my Spotify listeners. Hi, how are you doing today? It's nice in Spotify, isn't it? It's all kind of black and green. It seems quite classy and, and cosy and maybe a bit like a kind of a, a spaceship from the future. A lot of people seem to be using Chrome, which maybe that, is, maybe that means Google Podcasts, or maybe it's just web browsers out there. CastBox on your phone, uh, Podcast Addict as well. And of course, quite a lot of people using the Luke's English Podcast app, which is available free from the App Store today. The Luke's English Podcast app for all your Luke's English Podcast needs. Okay, there you go there were some numbers for you and um, lists and things let me just tell you so i said that I'm, I'm probably going to be having a break over christmas but there is stuff in the pipeline so there's paul's episode which has a hint of amber i'll release that in a few days i think so it'll arrive just in time for christmas so you can listen to it during the festive uh, festive period if you want to have a bit of a laugh and then I might record some other things uh, as well over the next couple of weeks. Maybe something with James, in which we ramble ab- a ramble about a load of nonsense. Maybe something about The Mandalorian, because I've watched, oh, I think um, eight episodes in season two now. And it's very exciting because someone who we've seen before has come back. And it's not the person, maybe not the person you're thinking about, because there's another character who came. In fact, there's been several characters who've come back, but another character has come back. And it's, it's really, wow. And I re- would, yes, that's how articulate I am about it. It's really, wow. I became Christopher Walken for a second. You know, Star Wars, it's, it's really, wow. Um, but it is really wow, and I'd like to talk about it, with maybe with a few spoilers. Maybe I can do that with James, maybe with someone else. But I don't know all the comic book backstories. I don't know all of the stuff, even the animated series like Star Wars Rebels. I've never actually seen it. So I I can't go that deep into the, the geek knowledge of it all, but uh, I'd like to talk about it. Maybe some kind of Rick Thompson report, but we, we might be waiting until Brexit Day. Another Brexit Day. That's when the transition period ends. Boris Johnson is attempting to create a deal, but there's no way that that deal would be better than just being in the EU itself. And Anyway, he probably won't even get a deal at this rate. So, Will there be a huge disruption at the borders, lack of stock in the shops, and other repercussions? We can find out, I suppose, when um, I talk to my dad about it, as long as he's actually willing to talk about that stuff. Also, Jill's Book Club is something that's coming up. And we're going to be uh, talking about the book One, Two, Three, Four by Craig Brown, a book about the Beatles. McCartney Three is out now, by the way. That's McCartney's latest album. McCartney Three has been doing a lot of uh, press, you know, a lot of interviews and stuff, telling stories about John. You know, he was just a great guy. You know, it's just, I can't believe I worked with him. You know, it's just one of those things. Talking, you know, telling us the same stories. You know, I just woke up with the song in my head. You know, I thought, what's that? It's got to be something that. Anyway, um, I keep wanting to do something about the Beatles, but the topic is so huge that it's hard to cover it all. Perhaps what I can do is a sort of rambling story of the Beatles episode or series which tells the story, and it is an epic story with many elements to it. It's hard to tell it because there are four people involved and more, but I might have a go at it. I could just try and do it all from memory. It would probably end up being a 10-part series or something like that. Um, Also, there are Whisperlep conversations. These will be dotted out over the next few months, I think, as I get in touch with the winners and arrange conversations with them. And I expect there'll be some more conversations with guests. I do actually have something in the pipeline about legal English. Uh, which is actually a lot more interesting than it sounds. Legal English, and maybe some illegal English as well. Uh, But it's more interesting, as you think, as we look at various aspects of the law and legal English, including stories of landmark cases involving dead snails and Jaffa cakes and things. It should be a bit of an eye-opening episode if you're unfamiliar with legal English, but also just the thing. If you want uh, legal stuff, if the world of law is your thing, it will be just the thing. now I will bid ye farewell for the time being. Uh, when the Paul episode drops, it probably won't have a long introduction or anything. It'll go straight into the conversation. So when I talk to you again, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure when. It, it, it shouldn't be too long before new episodes start arriving again. But there will be a break after the the Paul podcast. So merry Christmas, one and all. Seasons greetings and a happy new year to you and yours. Stay safe. Stay excellent, uh, and be excellent to each other. And I'll speak to you again next time. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.